Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You could play this in the club almost. Like, this could get a spin. So, McDonald's got to come with something heavy. What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and this is where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dub. It's Tuesday, and Pusha T and Arby's got beef with McDonald's. You see what I did there? Because Arby's beef. McDonald's mm-hmm. beef, you know, you see what I did there? Uh, also, Lotto is clapping back at a Twitter troll for mocking her stage that she was performing on at a recent show. Ice Cube is putting some rumors to rest as far as the Friday sequel goes. And Lil Durk is celebrating his first number one solo album. But before we get into all of that, please make sure you follow the podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to us. We thank you. We appreciate the support. Now let's jump into it. Okay, so let's start off with Pusha T because he was rapping to McDonald's like they did something to somebody in his family. Pusha T had nothing but fire, nothing but ether for McDonald's on behalf of Arby's. What is this whole beef about? Yes, yeah, so this is another thing I was not expecting in 2022. But um, apparently, Pusha T dropped a diss track to McDonald's with the help of Arby's. Arby's is putting out a new fish sandwich. And it's basically, in his diss, he was coming at McDonald's filet fish sandwich. And the reason why Pusha T is even involved in this is because... Back in the day, Pusha T was one of the people who helped co-wrote the McDonald's I'm Loving It jingle. And he said, you know, when he did that, he only got like a little bit of money, like maybe half a mil or something. But it's not like continuous money for how long McDonald's has been using that. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. So Pusha T was like, well, I'm a good at McDonald's because I'm kind of salty about it. And so that's why this diss track about fish sandwiches came out with the help of Arby's. <laughs> So Arby's must have cut that check, that checky check, mm-hmm. that million dollar check, as opposed to McDonald's, you know, million plus rather check, as opposed to McDonald's who, you know, gave Pusha T a, a couple of pennies. So without further mm-hmm. ado, let's get into this track because Pusha, listen, he has some things to get off his chest about this fish sandwich. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Vallejo fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese. Mickey D's on a budget. Mm. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs and steaks <laughs> left. The sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Wow. 
This argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look, I could say. First of all, <laughs> I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Pusha T is really making me want to try Arby's, and I resent him for that. I, I really do, because <laughs> I don't know anybody that really eats Arby's or really likes Arby's, but in this song, he's convincing me, like, you gonna bet the house on this fish sandwich? It might be good. It might really taste good. Like, I might really have to try this. That's the first thing that I was feeling during this diss. And the second thing, he calling people clowns at McDonald's. He's coming at Ronald. He's coming at the taste of mm. their sandwich. He said they smother it in tartar because it's tasteless. Like, he's really surgically breaking them down okay now let's continue look i could sell water to a well how could you ever think god fail yeah the crispy fish sandwich blazing trails the mother clown's just too frail yeah if you know me and you know me well all fish is gonna tip that scale Okay. <laughs> okay, Pusha T. We know he had to get a scale reference in there somehow, some way. He was going to put mm -hmm. that scale. Re he was going to put a Coke reference in there somehow. And he did it. He managed to do it. I was wondering when I first heard about this, I was like, hmm, is Pusha going to find a way to say something about white or <laughs> powder or something? And he hit us with that scale reference. Now, yeah, you were talking about the sandwich i'm doing air quotes because you can't see me so i have to tell you i'm doing them yeah you were talking about the sandwich but you slipped that scale reference in there 10 out of 10 disc record beat was crazy i was like did kanye make this beat like what what's going on here that was a good disc right there as far as fast food disses that's up there that's up yeah there. definitely so yeah the beat was nice it's very on brand with the scale reference he had the punch lines he did his thing McDonald's is shaking right now. They about to go. Um, they about to go get Kanye West and make a and make a four for four. I mean, no, that's Wendy's. See, um, they about to get Kanye and make a new Kanye meal. They got to get uh, one of these big celebrities now because that's really their only uh, their only recourse for this. How do they respond to this beef? Because all they yeah. do is celebrity meals. Like they don't got nobody rapping for them or making jingles no more since Pusha T's ba da ba ba ba. Like we don't know the McDonald's jingle. What are they going to do? Yeah, they got to get somebody because, like, Pusha T really put out a, you could play this in the club almost. Like, this could get a spin. So, McDonald's got to come with something heavy. I'm telling you, man, that that beat, that beat is crazy. I'm like, is this going to be a bonus <laughs> track on the album? Pusha Loki snapped. <laughs> right. But, yeah. All right, moving along. Let's talk about Lotto. So, you know, she just kicked off her 777 tour, partnering with Monster Energy, and it's already getting all types of reactions. I personally think the tour lineup is dope. She's got Callie on the tour with her. She's got Saucy Santana on the tour with her. A lot of dates on this tour as well. So I'm like, yeah, go Lotto, headlining your own tour, got your album out. You are doing it. Like, I I was proud of her for this. But um, one fan, of course, you know, people got to hate on, people got to find something to hate on. So uh, one fan criticized the size of her stage on this tour. They got on Twitter and they were like, I'm crying this small ass stage and had the nerve to have some props. I respect it though. You're a hater. If you say this small ass stage and have and got the nerve to have some props, but I respect it though. 
You don't respect it because why are you cr- crying, laughing, talking about the small stage? It's giving hater vibes off rip. So, of course, you know, Lotto had to respond to it. And I thought she responded in a very classy way. Yeah, she tweeted back at the person. She said, y'all be impressed by festival stages with tens of thousands of people that came to see 100 artists. These 1,000 to 3,000 people coming to see me. She says, most new artists scared to do it because they can't sell hard tickets because the internet hype don't transfer over in real life. And that's real. (laughs) Facts, though. Facts. These aren't just general music fans like, oh, I want to see this artist, that artist, that artist. They came to see all of these different artists when it comes to these festivals. That's not just, let's say, for instance, Gunna fans at Rolling Loud, or that's not just Roddy Rich fans. That's all of these fan bases put together. So, yeah, it looks good in the videos and on social media when they're on this stage in front of 50,000, 100,000 people, but that's not all specifically their fans. So, when Lotto Mm -hmm. is selling out these dates it's being sold out on behalf of her name and Callie and Saucy Santana you know are contributing to that as well but I get Lotto's point in this in this message like (laughs) this is my show this is my tour I'm bringing my props I'm doing my set I I understood what she was saying here and yeah these stages are going to continue to get bigger for her after this tour she's going to go on another one and it's instead of 3,000 in the room it's going to be 5,000 to 10,000 in the room and so on and so forth so yeah she should just keep doing what she's doing yeah because it's so crazy because like even if she did book like an arena for her tour and couldn't fill an arena people would talk about it so she has this people are talking about a small stage she picks a smaller venue because she gets these 3,000 fans because she would have got a stadium and wasn't packed out. People would have something to say, too. But it's like, you know, Lotto's doing the right thing for her brand. She's a big star, but, you know, she knows she's not filling out stadiums like Madison Square Garden or whatever. So a packed out venue is way more impressive than an empty stadium. But she'll get to that point. So she she's what she needs to do. She hasn't been out as an adult that long to even for people to even be saying that. Yeah. Of course, she's been rapping for years, like as a kid or whatever, but in her adult career, like they act like she's been out 10 years as an adult and, you know, can't sell out bigger venues or can't do bigger venues. Like, no, she's relatively new. Again, adult rapping. I know she's Mm -hmm. been rapping as a kid since she was like nine or something like that. But the kid fan base and the adult fan base, two completely different things. So, yeah, as an adult rapper, it's been a couple of years at most. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. Lotto's on the right track. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about Ice Cube because he had to put some rumors to rest online recently. There was a rumor going around that Vince Staples and Drewski would be starring in a new Friday movie. They should have known that was a lie. (laughs) Whoever made that up, come on now. Yeah, the tweet was very imaginative about this Friday prequel because they were saying it was in the works for HBO Max. They were saying Drewski and Vince Staples are going to be attached to the lead roles. And they also went as far to say that uh, Ice Cube's son wrote the script and it was going to go into production sometime this summer. So a lot of now lies, I guess, because Ice Cube did clear it all up. Ice Cube shared the tweet and he said, this is blasphemy. I'm glad he didn't give it no more energy than that because why would you sit and make all of that up like what was the purpose for that instead of just doing what everybody else do and say oh they should make a Friday sequel and you know who should star in it Vince Staples and Drewski you Mm -hmm. you would get clowned for that opinion but why can't you just tweet it out like any other normal regular person you had to make up a whole backstory and act like it's really happening like that's weird behavior but I'm tired of people making up all of these reboot situations 
situations in their head or these sequel situations in their head. Like, it's not going to happen. It's enough sequels. It's enough reboots. Please give us something new already. Come up with a new idea, with a new movie idea starring Vince Staples and Drewski. It will probably be hilarious. We don't want to see them in Friday. They're not Craig and Day Day. We don't want to see... Um, what was the one that they were trying to do? Jack Harlow. Well, they probably or they really are actually doing this one. White man can't jump with Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. I love Jack, so I'm not going to say we don't want to see that one. I would still watch it. But enough with the reboots. That's my point here. Stop. Make new things. Make new things. Be creative on your own. Why you got to take and repurpose someone else's idea when you could just make up a new one? Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, we've had enough reboots and... 2.0s and things like that. <laughs> Please give us new material. Everybody think they're going to be the everybody think they're going to be Bel Air now. Like it's not going to happen for the rest of y'all. <laughs> Will Smith is behind Bel Air. The the boy who originally thought of it, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name right now. Many props to you because what he came out with that concept was very dope and I see why it went viral and why Will Smith jumped on it. But I saw they did one for Martin now with uh, the story of Pam and Tommy's relationship. It's just like, stop, bro. Stop. Please release (laughs) us from the shackles of these reboots. And companies, y'all gotta stop being so greedy and just itching to jump on the money of nostalgia and trying to sell us that because it's whack. It's whack. Half these reboots be whack. The Wonder Years, shout out to them. That one is all right. That that reboot, I watched a few episodes of that on Hulu. But most of these reboots are whack. Stop. It's tired. It's over. Make something new. Um, yeah, and a lot of people I saw were mad that, um, speaking of Bel Air, they didn't like how dramatic it was. I was like, you want to see the same thing? Go watch the original. Like, <laughs> you can't please nobody. Yeah, man. That's why you just got to make something new. Long story mm-hmm. short. But yeah, <laughs> speaking of new things, it's a new number one for Lil Durk. He's got his first ever solo number one album with 7220. And uh, he took to social media to celebrate recently. Yep, he said on Instagram on Sunday night, he said, I got a real number one album. I came a long way and really ain't supposed to be here. He says, I've been here 10 years and still feel like a new artist. Thank my team and thank my label and the fans. P.S. A real number one, not a fake one. (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) Shots fired. Shout out to Lil Durk for this number one, though, because that's fire. And it really is like he's a new artist again. Like he's in kind of the second life of his career because old Lil Durk versus new Lil Durk is like a completely different sound if you think about it. Like if you go listen to um, certain songs he put out when he first came out versus now versus the artist that he is now is very, very different. So I see what he means by that, but I'm glad he got that number one spot. I'm glad he sold as many albums as he did. 120,000 albums first week. One week? Come on, man. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty big. Big numbers. All right. Well, congrats to Lil Durk. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel as well, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is all Hip Hop DX. Yep. You can also follow us. I am at Asia Sky on all social media. And I'm at A Dub on everything too. And we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.